This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with a red hot Wes Reynolds from VSIN. Congratulations, Wes. Great week last week. 3 0, undefeated. Now, 24 and 16 in games, but with those uh, money lines that uh, came up a little bit short laying that juice, 24 and 17 units base. So, 7 over 500. Extremely, extremely well done. So, uh, congratulations on the 3 0 week. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, good to get back on track with uh, some of these games. You know, the witching hour went better for us this week than it did uh, the previous week, certainly. I mean, if you were to use your plays that you use here on Sports Better's Paradise on the bets giving you to unseated humans. <laughs> I mean, instead he gets a basket full that, of McRibs, huh? That's that's no kidding. Uh, we actually, uh, uh, when we were doing our show last night, we uh, we commandeered his title belt. So now we are holding up the uh, the uh, bets giving title belt for ransom. <laughs> there you go. Well, great. It's a really good uh, good week and a very good uh, season. Let's get to the first game that you're looking at, and the Eagles are back home uh, playing the Tennessee Titans. Titans came up a little bit short, uh, short missed field goal before half that hurt. Um, also, questionable, and Vrabel gets the most out of his roster every year, but fourth and five at the 10, down seven. I'm like, are you going to get the ball back with six and change to go? Right. They didn't. And, yeah. um, you know, with, with no Joe Mixon, with no Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow does it to them again, and uh, despite the revenge spot, as they win it outright, Bengals are playing much better as of late. Eagles at home, five and a half over the Titans. Yeah, I ended up being on the Bengals last week against Tennessee. I just thought it was a good short-term sell at the top of the market. I mean, look, you had a home underdog playing with playoff revenge. And this late in the season, you know, this is not early in the season where these guys are unsure of their numbers. They're a lot more sure in late November, early December than they are in September. So the odds makers basically were telling us that they thought Cincinnati was the better team and they turned out to be, especially in the second half when you hold Derrick Henry to 38 rushing yards on 17 carries, although he did have that 69-yard screen pass that he almost got in, fumbled, and then was recovered by Burks. But now you got Tennessee going back on the road for what I think is a pretty good matchup for them actually in Philadelphia even though Philadelphia has shown some incremental improvements with the recent additions of Linval Joseph and, and Dominican Sue on the defensive line this team's still 24th in rush defense DVOA so I think this is where Derrick Henry and Tennessee can get back on track with the running game you look at what Philadelphia did last week and uh, 40 to 33 depending on your number you might have got a push with Green Bay Philly dominated the time of possession but they still gave up seven yards of play 
to a Green Bay team that was led by Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, has that thumb issue, you know, now has another injury, but kind of looked a little bit mentally disengaged. And really when Jordan Love came in in the uh, final quarter, that's probably the best that the Green Bay offense looked all night. But we've got a battle of number ones here, Jimmy. We've got the number one rush offense DVOA in the league with Philadelphia. And then we've got the number one rush defense DVOA with Tennessee. So something's kind of got to give there. And then I just think Tennessee, they're back in their best role, which is as an underdog. Under Mike Vrabel, 21-7 and seven against the number. 75% as an underdog of three or more points. There was six and a half here. Markets already hit it a little bit, but now down to five and a half. I still think five and a half is is very reasonable here. Plus, with Tennessee having the Giants, or excuse me, Philadelphia having the Giants on deck, you're going to start to get these divisional games. Could be a shaky spot here for the Eagles. I like the Titans. All right, Titans plus five and a half at the Eagles. That's a one Eastern kickoff uh, in the NFL. Let's go to a 405 Eastern kickoff, 105 out in Las Vegas, and the defending champs, it's been a rough go for them uh, this year. And, you know, now they're kind of pulling out Stafford and uh, and kind of you know, question on what their approach will be uh, moving, on for, uh, moving forward. Not like they have to play for a better draft position because they don't have right. any first-round picks uh, for maybe, oh, here to eternity. Seattle uh, lost one at home as a, as, a, as a favorite. They're starting to show some signs of kind of coming back to earth a little bit after exceeding everybody's expectations. But Seattle here on the road in L.A. laying a big number at eight. Yeah, this is the ultimate buy-low spot for me on the Rams. Five-game losing streak, last place in the division. Seattle, even though they lose off the bye week to the Raiders, still just one game behind the first-place 49ers, still in the race. But I think now you're kind of seeing Seattle. That bye week might have been the worst thing for them because now I think you're seeing a little bit more of the true Seattle. The true Seattle was not the team that we thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the league, but also the true Seattle was not the team that started out so hot this season. So they're really somewhere in the middle. And look, the Rams are two, eight and one against the number. They couldn't even uh, cover as 15 and a half point underdogs against the chiefs last Sunday against the chiefs team. That was kind of like, you know, in that dead spot where they might have even been looking ahead to the uh, double revenge uh, game at Cincinnati uh, for the uh, not only the regular season, but also losing in the AFC championship game. So we know the Rams have a cluster of injuries, but they were even struggling before Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup got hurt. So, you know, we're waiting to see if Stafford comes back. I think you've seen a little bit of an adjustment that maybe there's some optimism there, but you're still laying a big number on the road for a Seattle defense that's rated 30th in the league. Uh, I mean, look, they couldn't get the stop in overtime against the Raiders. So, you know, total at 41 and a half, lower total. I think that could kind of maybe favor the underdog here. I just think Seattle laying that number on the road with such a bad defense. Uh, You know, the Rams, I think they're going to have one week where they've got some pride. I don't think that they're just going to mail it in for the last six games of the season necessarily. But, you know, these teams that are out of it always have that one big effort, you know, sometime in the back half of the season. And I think it could be this week for the Rams. So I like the Rams plus eight. All right. Uh, And then finally, the Thursday night contest, uh, Buffalo and New England. And uh, just this morning, uh, when we've doing doing these podcasts, because uh, Randy McKay uh, took the uh, the New England Patriots plus four, it's now moved to four and a half. 
Uh, the Buffalo Bills are favored. Again, favored on the road and still betting Buffalo here. Yeah, and 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 look, uh, New England, one of the best defenses in the league. So you give me that number at home with a really good defense, I'm going to take it just about every single time. So, you know, just looking at this, uh, I know New England had a little blip there in Minnesota. That was a good spot for a contrarian over, and it eventually came through because New England hadn't really been able to score points. But, you know, it's hard to kind of know where Buffalo is. I still think that they're really good, but I don't think that they're the Buffalo we thought that was like where it was them and everybody else. I think their defense, uh, you know, they've fallen out outside the top five in DVOA, or excuse me, the yeah, the defense has, and they're kind of sliding a little bit because they just can't stay healthy. Right when Trey White returns uh, for the first time in a year, they lose Vaughn Miller. New England is the better defense right now. Now, Buffalo, by a substantial margin, is the better offense. But the line feels too high when you look at the turnovers that Josh Allen is is, is making. And, uh, you know, Bill Belichick, obviously, historically terrific as an underdog. Expect the usual script. Run the ball early. Run the ball often. Shorten the game. Keep Josh Allen on the sidelines. And then take the big play away and make Buffalo kind of, you know, dink and dump and, and have these long six, seven, eight-minute drives, you know, down the field. And and also I think New England has a good chance to get the lead in this game as well because the Bills have been a little bit slow starting this year. They haven't really been a great first-quarter team. So, you know, I'm just looking at New England in the situation. Uh, they don't necessarily have a short week because they played Thursday night the week before on Thanksgiving up in Minneapolis. So they have the full week to prepare. If you look at Bill Belichick off a loss when he's anything less than a touchdown favorite, he is 41-10-1, 80% ATS all time. So, you know, you could maybe correlate this with the under if you so choose, but I'm going to take the four and the hook with the Patriots. Hey, wow. Uh, 80% uh, ATS, uh, catching more than a field goal. Yeah. And, and, and Jimmy, I usually don't like to like overrate those trends because I say use your trends as your acquaintances and not necessarily <laughs> your friends. But when you've got this big a sample size and you've got you know uh, almost a 25-year coaching career, that's telling you something here. It's kind of like Tomlin on Monday night as the underdog. It's like, well, he's been there almost two decades, so maybe there's something to this trend. This isn't just like a one- or two-year short-term deal. Tomlin been on the sideline a little bit more than Jeff Saturday, and I think the yes. same with the uh, the, the Patriots, uh, you know, certainly with the Patriots. You know, but Wes, uh, is it sustainable for Mac Jones? Um, I mean, 10 yards an attempt, 382 yards, two TDs, no interceptions, distributing the ball to five different receivers that had at least 60 yards in receiving. That, that you know, Jones has struggled right. a little bit, a little bit of a sophomore slump uh, for him. Look, is he breaking out of it a little bit? I think he is. I mean, I still think eventually they got to take the training wheels off him a little bit. They're kind of doing it slowly but surely. But, you know, what you want to see and what the Patriots are going to have to do, they got to establish that running game. And, and I think that they've got the depth with Stevenson and with Harris and company. So that's what Bill Belichick's going to want to do is, you know, shorten this game, keep Allen on the sidelines. But Allen, the turnover issues, I think, are definitely a real factor here for Buffalo. So, 
Yeah, New England on a full week, uh, Buffalo also on a full week because they played Thanksgiving in Detroit, so really not a lot of advantage. But, you know, you'll take Bill Belichick in this situation off a loss, as that trend pointed out moments ago. Well, it's, uh, it's dangerous when you can be good and have a little luck. So uh, yes. the, the teaser, no sweat at all with Carolina in, uh, uh, Carolina in New England. And then a couple of late scores. In an yeah. over a two point conversion and a two pointer to yes. uh, have some dogs win outright with Jacksonville uh, in Cleveland. So, three more dogs this week. Uh, two of them home dogs with the Rams in New England. The one dog on the road is Tennessee plus five and a half at Philadelphia. For Wes Reynolds of Easton, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.